We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome in, everyone, as we uh, churn toward New Year's Day, live and local with you. Brian Kilmeade, of all people, huge star, not just TV, radio, will be with me at 1230 today. I admire this guy is a down-to-earth good guy. And on a day like this, coming on, it speaks well of it. Well, he does have a book, but uh, beside that, we always love him uh, being on with me. Sitting in for Pat, who's sitting in for Dawn here, uh, with you up until my own show, noon until 3. You might be a new listener. So um, I'm prepared to do almost anything legal to win, (laughs) to put that in. Yeah, same way playing basketball one-on-one. I mean, you know, you talk about cutting corners. I don't want to go into (laughs) that the South Philly way. And that would include... If I thought it gave a noticeable, you know, and who knows how we'd measure that metric. I need a lot of polling and all that. Anthony, be ready for this one, because I'm going to play Don Jr. saying publicly. First of all, Don Jr. should not be out there publicly telling Trump what to do and turning down <laughs> VP choices. And I heard you with uh, Pat Callahan. But I'm here to tell you to win. I would put Nikki Haley in as VP choice if if. If that's what every instinct, every polling, everything I could get gives us the best chance to win. And then, you know, there are ways. Do you think Mike Pence had a lot of power in the Trump White House? I know. (laughs) But then we're looking to 2028. We can worry about 2028 when we get there. About that setting Nikki Haley up. Now, Nikki Haley, uh, over the years, I've made this comment. We'll get to the unending wars. True. Check mark. Yeah. Huge, huge. She's very thin skinned. Yeah. yeah. Over the years, you know, I've seen this uh, type of thing. Condoleezza Rice was too, just as an example. Like when they're on home turf with me and I ask something because, you know, it's not wildly controversial. I'm not doing it just to joust with her. I could tell right away, like, you're supposed to, you can't throw me a curveball. I was told all 85 mile an hour fastballs down the middle. So I get it. So, uh, Anthony, you wouldn't do that, though. It's not worth it. It's a binary choice at this point, although RFK, the problem is, A, I don't think he's going to get on enough ballots. I'm hoping he gets on the swing state ballots. Yeah. He can't possibly win the election. Now, you could say it will start third-party movement 
Probably not. Americans, I wanted to talk about that today. They talk about it, but they don't, uh, Perot uh, at one point was leading. Then it was shown how nuts he was. He still, I think, got it. Look, look it up. It's about 19% of the vote or so, throwing the election to Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. So uh, Americans don't like third parties. I don't see a third party at any point. I'm trying to think of the last time that we had anything like that where a third party candidate had a shot at winning dog catcher. Yeah. It's uh, the only one, uh, Philadelphia, Rizzo Kratz. But he he went into the, uh, you know, he was a Democrat, and then he took the Republican nomination, and these people that were Democrats became Republicans to vote for him in the primary and all that. Even that is rare, let alone an actual party. So here's a question. Former years of Joe Biden or Nikki Haley? Oh, man. That makes me like I want to throw up in my mouth. I know you don't like these binary choices, but that's what life is. I just think there is. I agree with you. It's going to really be hard for whether it's no labels or RFK to pull this off, even with people hating Biden and Trump so much. Well, Uh, you just said something here. Why it's going to be even harder. You have these cranks. RFK is not a crank. I mean, well, some of his opinions are cranky, but he has established himself based upon any metric that I can see as a double figures guy and a double figures guy is not a crank. You got Cornell West. You got the Green Party woman. You got the no labels, all of them siphoning off. And God knows you got another dozen out there that might siphon off a half a percentage point. They probably add up to seven to eight to 10 percentage points. And a lot of that would be coming from a legit third party candidate like RFK. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's almost hopeless. They undercut you. Well, I just think there is. I I agree with you. We still don't accept third parties, which... I, I think is a problem in general because if we start realizing they all work as one, which is kind of my opinion, but regardless, I feel like whether it's Trump, Andrew Yang, now Vivek, right. I, I do think there is a renaissance, but you're right. Unless they do have that overwhelming party approval, it seems like they never do make that. And that's I think that's what American people need to start pushing that and stop falling into the binary, like you're saying. Well, and I think one of the things to do is don't make it so hard to get on the ballot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing they do all the time. No matter what resources you have, it takes an ungodly amount. Am I going to spend all that money to get on the ballot in Rhode Island or something? This is this is how they win. They've set up a system where penetrating it, even with huge name record. That's why Trump never ran as the third party guy, the America first party, whatever the Pat Buchanan party was. He saw that you just can't do it. So uh, let's play Don Jr. And then. Uh, <laughs> He's out there publicly like he's going to stop Trump from putting Nikki Haley in it. Here's what Don Jr. said. I wouldn't have her out. I would go to great lengths to make sure that that doesn't happen. Nikki Haley wants never-ending wars. She's a puppet of the establishment in Washington, D.C. She's the new favored candidate of the billionaire class because they want control. No different than academia and Harvard and using, you know, their billions to exercise influence. They want someone they control. Uh, Ron DeSantis has proven that he doesn't have what it takes to be on that stage. He's embarrassed himself that way. She's now the preferred candidate. Uh, no, I, I would not want Nikki Fox Haley seems to be like there. Her, All we get Fox from her seems- is never-ending wars. All right, so uh, <laughs> it sounds well, like me. All, all true. I mean, Nikki Haley has uh, unmasked herself on this, and during debates, et cetera, she is much more there. DeSantis, not as much, but more than Trump. 
when it comes to the unending wars issue, which is strange on the Republican side and good. I've said on many occasions, Trump's biggest legacy is going to be stopping unending wars for whatever his rationale is. That's what, as a Republican, that was awfully strange when he ran in 2016 with that as the rationale. It was very unorthodox. So 855-839-1210, Nikki Haley as the VP, on my mind because of Don Trump Jr. must be sensing, more than sensing. I've talked to people, and I'm going to ask Brian Kilmeade here at 1230 about Nikki Haley as VP. A lot of people are hearing that. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was involved in this new Trump ad about Trump visiting uh, the troops over Christmas, I guess it was. I don't see Trump going with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, even though she is very uh, credible, articulate, etc. I just don't see her uh, sliding into that. She's probably going to have to run on her own. Mm-hmm. And I could see Trump uh, going with Haley, you know, when they hate each other and all this stuff going on. Well, you got to do what you got to do to win. That's exactly I, right. Yep, I think he traditionally doesn't like her, but I do think he will upset a lot of his supporters. And even I know at that uh, American festival, Tucker was speaking recently with, uh, you yeah, know, he said like he's off if they pick Well, that. yeah, he said he'll advocate against it, which I think that it would That's create. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'll tell you, you think, what, yeah, 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 because what, what in the world are we talking about here? The VP choice. If I'm president or you're president, I'll make it the opposite. A Dan's president and I'm the VP <laughs> choice. Oh, my God. How did this happen? Dan the Red. Oh, right. no. It's, yeah. an, it's an all ethnic. We got the Polish vote covered. In big cities, we still Pierogi's the, Itali- the national food. The, yeah. Ita- the Italian vote and the uh, Olive Garden becomes the uh, a summer White House. <laughs> Mulligans. We got to get the Irish in there somehow or another. So um, you can be boxed in for the Kennedys did it to LBJ, who was one of the most powerful insiders we've ever seen. They just boxed him in. That's what a president can do. Now, does it give her a leg up for 2028? Really? We got to win this one. You know, it's fourth quarter here. We got to win this one. I'll worry and sort. You know, I'm a guy with uh, draft picks. If I see somebody I want to win this year, I'm getting that guy. Half of these draft, draft picks, particularly baseball pitchers and stuff like that, they never pan out. You know, I, I look at Ben Simmons, number one draft pick in the world. <laughs> Think of that system versus a guy that I've already seen can play. That's what I want. So uh, Nikki Haley, I think, would be helpful. How helpful? Remember, this is going to be a close race. Suburban women, I think she would do decently with. I'm not over-promising. We're moving a few percentage yeah. points here. I mean, Dom, to this exact point. My girlfriend's mother, who is longtime blue blood, like right. traditional liberal up in Massachusetts, she is uh, changing parties to Republican to vote for Nikki Haley. And uh, and okay. that makes me want to throw up in my mouth that she just wants to vote for more establishment candidates. But at the same time, I think you're right. It, it, whether you're especially in the Northeast, if you're a moderate or even a Democrat in the Northeast, this could right. I think it could make waves. Yes. And people have put up, look, uh, true Trump supporters have overlooked any number of things that Trump does that are not conservative. He, he governed as a moderate in a lot of ways. The rhetoric's really tough. He's unconventional. He says whatever he thinks, which people would like to be able to do themselves. But the policies and all those things, like tariffs on China, I support it. I don't know what else you can do at China at this point, but that's not a conservative position to put tariffs on things. I, I just, just think... At the end of the day, if he's going to pick Nikki Haley, he is no longer the anti-establishment candidate. Man, to 
Dan is here at almost five minutes early. He Record have, rate. He must have heard that he's being chosen as VP <laughs> candidate. And he's in the hallway. He doesn't know what the heck we're talking about. Record, yes. It's all-time record. He's actually unpacking pretty quickly. All right, so it's 855-839-1210. But Trump supporters are not going to say that. They're going to say, that was a wise move. Let's win, and then let's uh, start dumping Nikki Haley. Can we get somebody? Can we put somebody else in as vice president? Force her out. That's happened. All right. So uh, Don Jr., though, publicly out there saying this, he's hearing, I think that's a sign, and I think Brian Kilmeade will have a sense on it. There's Vice President Borowski, uh, that um, there's a good shot here that Nikki Haley is in among the final three or four people to VP. Now, between now and the convention, Trump in, may be thinking of 50 people. God knows. You know, he might hold a lottery or something. Anything could happen. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. You get in. Brian Kilmeade's going to be with me at 1230 today on his book about Booker T. Washington and Teddy Roosevelt, who ran as a third-party candidate. I'll ask him about all that and the book. I, I admire the guy a lot. He's a huge star. And yet... Even on days like this, probably only working four jobs today. Tom Giordano with Anthony at the controls. Dan uh, doing whatever he does before the show. It's a, it's a mystery <laughs> here. It's, he's a uh, VP choice. Now nah, I'm, I'm on my own ticket. So Don, Ju- <laughs> Don Jr., we played you. Why is he doing that? I think he's going off the rails. Oh, no, this is all a, a plan here. Uh, I don't know about that. I think it's uh, a little bit more. He is concerned that Trump, Trump considers a lot of things. It's a constant type of thing. I remember reading Christie's book, of all things, how many jobs he thought he was going to get, then he got nothing once the son-in-law came in due to the bad blood there because Christie put his father, Kushner's father, in jail. And that was never forgotten. Christie went from Christie. <laughs> Christie went from VP, then he was going to be attorney general. Then they said ambassador to Guam or something, and he rejected that, apparently. so uh, <laughs> Not good yeah, enough for him. Not yeah. good enough. So now he is just a uh, scourge. By the way, on presidential news, uh, it seems that uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy has pulled TV advertising in Iowa and, I believe, New Hampshire, a signal that uh, some people are interpreting. He realizes it's the end of the line. So... Not sure about that. Well, he did what he could to get into the Trump cabinet. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but he went from a guy who was intriguing. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And I'm surprised all the interviews I did with him before he ran were buttoned up, provocative. He's a really smart guy, very accomplished. Then when he got into the debate, the first hour he was the first debate. He was the center of attention. He was good. Second hour, he was obnoxious. You know, it, it just came across. And I think in future debates, it came down to that. Now, he did, in the first debate, show just how far Mike Pence and um, Nikki Haley are on the issue of, and Christie, on the issue of Ukraine, the issue of war, the unending war, continuing to fund this war. Uh, now, uh, and I think we have this cut, Anthony, let's see. Uh, Maybe we don't yet. Uh, Chris Murphy, who is the senator from Connecticut. Oh, I know all about Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I was going to tap into. Um, He is blaming the Republicans already. He's gone down this path. So I think he's sensing something that somehow or another he thinks Ukraine. Oh, you have it. Okay. Let's hear. It's not the one on women's rights. Oh, no. no. Okay, never mind. (laughs) It's um, it's about Ukraine. They're already trying to set this up that if Ukraine is, quote, lost. Now, what's the definition of loss? Well, there are indications that Putin might settle for some degree of territory they've got that Republicans should be blamed. Then. I heard Christie with someone yesterday saying they're firing 56,000 rockets of one sort or another. We've only helped the Ukrainians fire 6,000. You know, how much are the American people supposed to pay for this nonsense? How much longer? And the answer to people like Christie and certainly to Nikki Haley, who does sit on various defense contractor boards big time and made a lot of money when you're on that board. I have to get on one of those boards. The boards that I've sat on have always been nonprofit, nothing, nothing. Nikki Haley, it seems like if you're on the board of that, yeah, 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 let's have another war. It's a few million a year. All right, let me go to uh, Rick in Warrington on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Rick, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. Yeah, I just I was just going to offer, offer commentary on the, uh, uh, the Nikki Haley uh, controversy about whether she'll be a good candidate or not. The, the simple fact is, Trump isn't going to clear D.C. There's no way in hell he's going to clear federal charges and Washington, D.C., not only him, but any other Republican candidate running. Well, wait a minute. We don't know that he'd be convicted before the election, though, or at least before he's nominated. I would take the over and say he's not going to be convicted before he's nominated. And what about Georgia? He's going to he's going to win down in Georgia, too. Well, I just, I just said, I think these will be delayed enough. That's the way it looks like it's going. So you already have them convicted based upon what? Just the bias there? 
just the uh, Democratic virus uh, bias, and it's going to be a sure thing in D.C. No Republican running an ex-politician is going to run for national office and clear a charge in Washington, D.C. That's really all I have to say about it. It's, uh, it's, that's an impossibility. All right. Well, thank you, Rick. Thanks for that um, note of uh, optimism here. I don't see it that way, and I think that he can pardon himself on top of it. So already we're back to this thing. He's definitely going to be convicted. He's not the front runner. That would set up an enormous challenge as Trump is knocked out after being nominated. Not going to happen. He will be the nominee. And Biden's going to be their nominee. Well, the smarter than the room just have to stop telling us that neither one of these guys is going to be the nominee. They are. Biden's running. You got to be kidding me if you don't understand that. I know it's not normal. People don't. I see this perfectly clearly. If you're in that position, you finally have your shot at being president. It's intoxicating. You're going to do it. And it's intoxicating for Dr. Jill Biden. Shout out Westchester. Westchester. <laughs> she's a golden ram. Uh, Jill Biden? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't I know, know she says she's from Philly when she's never set foot here. She's a suburbanite, but okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Anthony, nice job there. Uh, this is an interesting uh, dynamic as Dan is hovering over you. Uh, we got a big uh, three-hour show coming up. Brian Kilmeade, a lot to talk about. His new book is just doing wonders. And uh, this poll out, and again, I think this is pretty accurate. Number of uh, people in, uh, say, 18 to 25 that are sympathetic to bin Laden's message. Where does that come from? All right. How did we get to that point? Or maybe you're not shocked. Maybe you think, uh, I kind of think only 20 percent. Dom Giordano's show is next here on Talk Radio 1210. Nikki Haley, Don uh, Trump Jr., Don Trump Jr. going out, you know, and uh, I think he's uh, being legit. This isn't some triple bank shot. I don't see Don Trump Jr. capable of that. He's out there saying, no, it can't be Nikki Haley. I'll put my foot down with Trump on this. Look, Trump, from what I've observed and from people that have observed him a whole lot longer, you know, he plays with all kinds of ideas constantly. It's maddening to some people, but that's the style. And I'm sure thinking about VP, what I'd like him to be thinking about, and if I can whisper in as many ears that whisper in his ear, Dan, is get rid of Vince Fenner. Well, first of all, get rid of Ronda McDaniel. (laughs) I know everybody says that nationally. I don't know what the pull is there. Maybe it's harder than you think in his mind or something going on there. So. But right here in Philadelphia, get this guy out that's ahead of the Republican Party. You can do it. Two, get the guy out that's ahead of the state party. Yeah, you can do that, too. My God, if you can move around so many things and become president. Get him out. Get him out of here. Because if you don't, we're going to continue to see this nonsense play out. Urgency is one of the best words you have to be successful. There's absolutely no urgency here to have the Republican candidate win unless it's somebody like Nikki Haley, apparently. That would instantly turn off the Trump base. But how about his VP? Dan, you haven't had your shot. Theory being, look, I'm not promising miracles. These are all three yards in a cloud and dust. I went three and a half yards or three and a quarter yards Mm -hmm. to set up third or fourth down better. 
Nikki Haley, probably off the top of my head, unless you can think of anybody can think of anybody better, would help Trump where the vulnerability is. Here's a guy that's broken through with people. Hardest thing to do. People that routinely did not vote. They were turned off to voting. Can we get in? And to our moderate Democrats. He's broken through with um, black working class men and Hispanic Latino working class. And in general, uh, groups around there, he's broken through like no Republican can. Where's the problem? Well, maybe men in the suburbs somewhat, but women in the suburbs, which are traditional Republican voters, uh, all things being equal. So does Nikki Haley, isn't she at the top of the list to help with that? Do women like her that much? Yeah. You think think so? They they see it as a moderating thing. Look, here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to con them. You're trying to pretend that, well, she'll be a moderating influence. She'll be sitting around with Trump. In their mind, Trump's a maniac. Yeah. She'll be sitting around with Trump. And she'll moderate the excesses. They can say to themselves, I voted for Trump because better economy and all that. Plus, I know I have a safeguard here. They then can go and vote. They're frauds, these Mm -hmm. suburban women voters. They're annoying beyond belief, Ph.D. moms. But they can. She helps to settle that. That's what I think. How about uh, he was said last week, he kind of came up in rumors, and uh, I floated it by Maisie, and Maisie loves this guy. And I think a lot of women do. Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, Snooze fest. Don't get me wrong. So boring. True. But he's very moderate of all my. I mean. Yeah, I got to think. I feel like Trump needs someone boring by yeah, his side. Uh, yeah, I got to think of, uh, I, I would tell you the only problem with him, there's a lot of bizarre baggage yeah. that can work and come out. Yeah. He's a great, he's touched by God as a surgeon. But you saw his announcement, right, with the wife playing the harpsichord and the whole thing. Yeah, around. that was odd. Yes, there's a lot of oddness there, Dan, that I, I don't know has been vetted. If it could be vetted then I would uh, be fine with that. Kind of seems like a same vein of like a hoity-toity Joe and Exton almost. And I'd like Joe yeah, and Exton yeah. as a VP candidate. <laughs> and Carson. You know, it wouldn't yeah, be bad. No, let's throw that out to people. How would that play in the suburbs with uh, Ben Carson? Can I throw Tim- one more at you? Yeah, go ahead. Tim Scott. Yeah, I thought of Tim Scott a lot. And Tim Scott would be better than Ben Carson. I, well, I don't see as much baggage here. He was beyond boring as a presidential candidate. It was brutal, didn't you think? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he it was... was just once he got exposed as a presidential candidate. I feel like he was trying to play a part, though. Like yeah. Straight man. He didn't want to get involved in the muckety-muck back and forth. But I, I would say this. All the metrics, everything that we have indicates with these Republican suburban women. I'm not saying women in general in the suburbs. Nikki Haley is somebody, and, and he can convince Dan, if the worst happened, she had to become president, that she'd be capable. I don't like her policies, but I think she's capable. Ben Carson, yeah, you know, we're getting into... Tim Scott, yeah, capable. But, like, what did Mike Pence really do? Well, yeah. Well, that, that's why you want somebody that's going to help you win, but don't let him do anything. <laughs> well, like, you, Ben Carson's perfect. You, he helped Trump win. He was like the Nikki yeah. Haley of that election. You know, um, yeah, you're right. you're, yeah. Newt Gingrich said on my show, and he said it in the book, he told Trump, Trump was interviewing Newt Gingrich as a VP. Oh, my God. That shows you what I'm talking about. 
And Gingrich said to him, look, you're a pirate. I'm a pirate, meaning the baggage I have. I think he's got three wives and the whole thing, too. You got to go with Pence, evangelicals. Mike Pence was the bridge to the evangelicals, get them excited. Mike Pence is there talking to Trump. See, the religion will wear off on him. Everybody wants somebody of something they value to wear off on Trump. And that's really what Trump needed last time was the evangelical, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what Pence really gave him. Yeah. Well, in 2016, he did. Now, the last time, I'm not sure. I don't think that's where the the disconnect the last time was with suburban voters, like here in the surrounding in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, Macy would be a good test case. Yeah. To uh, the moderate of most moderates I've ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. But I think Haley is the one that's proven. Now, this idea, uh, I see another one here. And look, and I like it, but uh, it's too much of a wild card. Trump's not going to do this. Let's let's go to uh, Renee in Harleysville. Yeah, on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Renee, welcome in. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good, Renee. Um, I think um, Tulsi Gabbard would be a good VP for Trump. Um, she's ex-military. She doesn't believe in senseless wars. She's a woman of color. She served in the Senate. And I think her main thing is she's an independent thinker. That's why she walked away from the Democrats when they were going far left. Mm-hmm. I think she'll appeal to conservative, old-school Democrats. I think she would appeal to independents and even conservative liberals. Uh, I I would tell you um, there's a lot to like there as far as policies and everything else. I think she's uh, very provocative, though, and these suburbanites, I think the other side would paint her in a way. I'm a suburbanite. I know, know, but I'm I'm telling (laughs) you, what we're trying to do is picture this. You're in a room with Trump. These people want to vote for Trump's policies. We all agree on that versus Biden, certainly. But they don't like Trump and they don't think they could tell their neighbor they voted for Trump. So they have to see somebody who they think is going to corral Trump. And I think somebody like Nikki Haley, they say, oh, Nikki Haley. You say uh, I don't Tulsi. like Nikki Haley. Well, uh, when she walked course. away from the U.N., yeah. And use family. Then she didn't show up for one debate and use family again. She becomes the vice president or the president. And, oh, something she doesn't want to deal with. Oh, she's going to walk away. Well, look, I, I, You're the I, president I, I can, or the can, vice president. You can't walk away. I'm conceding all the baggage. I mean, I've been, you know, since I've had her in studio a couple of times, talking about how thin-skinned she is and about the unending wars. She is the principal yeah. Republican for that. Thing of it is this, though. You are rolling the dice that she doesn't become president. If Trump or anybody wants to ice the vice president, that's not hard to do. And that's what he could do to her. No, I think as look, I was a Democrat for 50 years. And I changed when Trump came down that elevator. And I do not like Nikki Haley. I think. Okay, well, I would would ask you. So if it were Nikki Haley and Trump against Biden and Kamala Harris, uh, not only that, I would tell you this. Uh, Haley is buttoned up. She would take apart Kamala Harris. Do you? Would you still vote for Trump, or would you say, no, I can't because of Haley? Um, I would still vote for Trump no matter what. That's what I thought. So I think See, he would get yeah. a lot more independent votes and a lot more Democrats to come over to his side right. 
in this election if he had somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, because she's an independent thinker. All right, I got you. Thank you. Look, uh, Tulsi Gabbard is remarkable in a lot of ways, but um, I don't see her as the reassuring uh, voice here. Okay, I like Tim Scott a lot. Uh, I think Haley's going to be vetted more. Uh, I know what you're saying. Well, how's Trump going to get up there and saying he's against uh, unending wars? And then Nikki Haley's VP. You know what he's going to say, Dan? What any of them say in somebody where he might say it directly. Hey, I'm president. She's not. Once it's all over. You know what I mean? I'm president. She's not. Lyndon Johnson was one of the most powerful insiders we've ever seen. Just in Senate Majority Leader. When the Kennedys used him to win Texas, and he did win it, maybe a couple of other southern states. What was the reward? They mocked him. Call him Uncle Rufus. They marginalized him. That's why in Dallas, when it happened, uh, he uh, made an abrupt call to RFK. There was no emotion, <laughs> not at all. I mean, these guys hated each other beyond belief. So whoever the VP is, they have no real power unless the president gives it to them. I do think there's truth to what you're saying, Renee, uh, where, where she said, though, that the moderates, like, right. not the moderates, but the Bernie bros. Yeah. But like the Bernie bros that were supporting Bernie, then they came over to Trump mm-hmm. and the left leaning moderates that want a reason not to vote for Trump. If you install a, a neocon mm-hmm. as the vice president, I think you're just going to give them more reason to vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. And I, okay. I feel like we, we need to capture those people because I, I, I think a lot of what we lost last time around was that sect. And they moved over to Biden thinking that Trump was some evil person. And now they realize that, no, he's not evil. He's a good president. There's a chance for them to vote for him again. But Nikki yeah, Haley I, would yeah. scare him away. The point today is Don Jr.'s doing this not because it's some plot with Trump, although it could be Trump is considering Nikki Haley. So the, the game here, it's like a wrestling thing. Have oh. Don Jr. say, no way. Go out there and doing it just to test the waters to see how people would feel about Nikki Haley. And you just heard the last caller, Dan. Tulsi Gabbard was a, a brilliant choice. Yeah, but I would vote for Trump no matter what. You see, that's what it's going to come down yeah. to. All right. So 855-839-1210. Uh, Rita in Marlton's next on Talk Radio 1210. <laughs> hey, Rita. Afternoon. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Happy New Year. Same to you, Rita. Thank you. Thank you. I do not like Nikki Haley. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I like uh, Byron Donald. I like uh, Chrissy Noem. Um, I, I, even Tulsi Gabbard, I would accept. Okay. Nikki Haley, don't trust her at all. Well, you want to win, though, right? I want to win, but then how about the names I mentioned? You don't think they're winners? Uh, I would tell you with each one of them, I don't want to go into Christy Nome here because it's uh, up in the air, something out there uh, that I think would come up that might be um, it would it would steal a lot of headlines. Tulsi Gabbard, I think uh, the other side would portray her as pretty radical and they might be successful. I'm just getting inside the mind of those suburban voters and Byron Donald's. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he, he's a smart man. We haven't seen him vet it yet. So I don't know enough about him to say what would we find. But on paper, yeah, I agree with you. But 
There's, why do you think Don Trump Jr. is out there, out of the blue, bringing up Nikki Haley, though? I don't know. I really don't well, could know. It, could it Everybody be because in he, my circle yeah. does not like her. Oh, right. But could, the it be, women. could it be that because he senses that President Trump is thinking about her? I guess. Yeah. Right, probably. Uh, yeah, that's it. Look, and I, I don't like that choice. I well, really don't I, like I, that. I hear you, but um, uh, Trump is going to throw a lot of stuff up between now and then. And some right. of the people you suggest. How about Kimberly? How about Kimberly Guilfoyle? I don't see that as CP choice. It might be some. <laughs> or, or his daughter-in-law, Laura. Uh, <laughs> What's up with Kate? Tucker Carlson? Oh, God. Oh, Tucker, man. not Tucker. Wait, wait a minute. Yes, yes. They start running the ad. Wait a minute. They start running the ad, Dan. Remember the ad with the guy and the um, the tanning of the lower body? Remember that? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I like the way you phrase that, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that extra power there. Oh, man, right there. That's a campaign ad. How about his uh, flying mate, Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> <laughs> Picture O'Reilly debating Kamala Harris. That would be great. Yes. Oh, All right, my. Rita. That would be wonderful. Thank you, Rita. Thanks. Look, I get this. No, we're not endorsing Nikki Haley. We're just endorsing something's up when Don Trump Jr., out of nowhere, unprompted. And I'll ask, um, I'll ask Brian Kilmeade about that in a moment, Dan. You know, I don't know about a triple bank shot. It might be a double bank shot. He senses Trump's doing this. He doesn't want Nikki Haley. I, I take that as legit. But they're playing with it to see how people would feel with it. Trump does that all the time. He likes to throw these things out. God knows, is he serious or is he thinking he's undermining her in some way? So two two part question. One, is this a counter to the Fox News pushing Haley as some kind of legitimate contender? And two, is right. she actually a legitimate contender as Fox News is selling? And that's why they're now feeling threatened and feeling the need to speak out I, against her. I think in if anywhere in New Hampshire, not that she would beat Trump, but this happened before. Eugene McCarthy did not beat LBJ, but he did very well. And what that did, it showed that LBJ was weak enough and RFK, RFK Sr., Bobby Kennedy, jumped in and uh, LBJ dropped out. So the point being that if she comes close in New Hampshire, close is defined by losing by five points or under, then people are going to go, you know, all the anti-Trump forces are going to say there's blood in the water there. Uh, and that could happen, except Christie's not getting out. People like that. Nobody's saying, well, what about Ron DeSantis as VP? Man, Ron DeSantis has <laughs> sunk so far. Remember yeah, that right? talk? Wow. Well, why can't he be VP? And then uh, he'll take over in 28. Remember all the listeners with that like six months, eight months ago? Not even hearing Ron DeSantis' name. All right. <laughs> so I want you to address uh, YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. We're always dining with Don now. Uh, Robert writes in, a great uh, new YouTuber that joined us. Uh, who says Trump has to choose a woman to grab the suburban soccer moms? Why, why does he need to grab someone to uh, appeal to that demographic? Because these are the traditional Republican voters that he's not gaining, that he's losing the base, the traditional base. We've been through this before. And, and uh, Guy Shiraki, second to none, Dan, is on that. These are people that don't want to tell their neighbor they voted for Trump, even though all the policies line up. They don't they, they define themselves. I'm not a good person if I vote for Trump. So I'm saying Nikki Haley, somebody like that, 
gives him the ability to say, well, you know, Nikki Haley's there, though. She's calming things down. She's in all, all the meetings. Uh, she's doing the day-to-day stuff. Trump's just big picture. And they'll vote for Trump. Based upon policies and just how feeble-minded and embodied Biden is, how could there be any contest? Well, that's the reason there's a contest. Do you want the follow-up question, Do you not Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, are Republican and independent voters that deep into identity politics? Um, well, uh, that they're going to vote for Tim Scott just because he's black? Or Nikki Haley. Oh, he's Nikki a woman. Haley. Yeah. Uh, I would answer not consciously, but these are, let's face it, these are subconscious types of things. Yeah, I, I, people do vote, not solely. You know, when people vote, they're, they're voting for a variety of reasons. A lot of them can be unconscious. I mean, look at Ron DeSantis. He's a person who has succeeded mightily. What is it about him that's off-putting? He's awkward. Uh, there's some weird facial things with him. There was a thing with the cowboy boots. So, you know, don't tell me people are just voting on superficial things yeah and he continued in that question saying my point being does it take a woman to get these votes no man can get them uh sure i'm sure some I, i'm just saying well, I, I think what, there's a huge connect, well, right. thing here and that's nikki's stance on abortion that has been very different than and the men it's that been are very good uh between she and trump on abortion they would be as buttoned up as any republicans you can put that's a great point I mean, she can say what she wants on one side over here. And Trump, with the mangled stuff that he wrote with you. <laughs> it's, it's a topic I've been avoiding all morning because I hate the idea of having Nikki Haley as a VP. But for that that topic. Oh, yeah. She's her, been excellent yeah. on it. And Ron DeSantis has knocked him. He can't be president. Six-week ban. No way that that's going to work in any way, shape, or form. All right. So 855-839-1210. I'll give you the side question coming up. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is here. You know, I found in years of talk radio. More than presidential candidate. Well, why not this person as president, Dan? People go nuts over the VP choice. I remember the excitement when Romney picked Paul Ryan. You look at it now. How unexciting. Romney, completely unexciting. Paul Ryan, even more unexciting. But uh, it was, you know, all the hosts, myself and a host no longer here, were duking it out to see who was going to get Paul Ryan on first. Paul Ryan. I had him on first, but I wasn't allowed to say I had him. I couldn't do a tease up and all. Even I had him on first. Where's he now? Uh, he is on Fox, uh, the board of Fox uh, oh, News Channel. Oh, okay. That's, and, and he's the one that's he's going. He's a sniper against uh, yeah. Trump and that's anybody like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what he's doing. Uh, yeah, Jim Secret. Ryan Seacrest is Trump's VP. Oh, that's a great yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Nobody hates Ryan Seacrest besides Tom. That's right. Well, no, that's sarcastic. Uh, I think a lot of Taylor, Taylor Swift. Nah, I'd rather get Yoko Ono, I think, as a VP choice. Yeah. She knows the economy. Look at what she's generating. 855 839 1210. You get in right now. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus? Uh, right now. Yeah, Tucker Carlson, the bag. It's just that ad with the guy in the tanning and all. Oh, my God. I remember when he did it and thinking, that's a great TV topic, but my God. Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Uh, we hear that all the time. He's so popular, he'd be elected in a landslide. It's like the Tammy Murphy thing. Well, she's the governor's <laughs> wife. Let's elect her. Dom Giordano show. Oh, man, the uh, juice is out there against Nikki Haley. Why Don Trump Jr.? If you didn't hear it, let me play that. Then I'll give you the side question. Then Brian Kilmeade. 
Here's what Don Trump Jr. said. I'm not sure, Dan. Is this on Fox? Uh, Newsmax with oh, Eric Bowling. Oh, even more. Yeah, <laughs> wild stuff. He's on with Eric Bowling, and somehow or another, uh, magically, he starts talking about he's going to have to go to the mat to stop Nikki Haley from being VP if it comes to that. Here's what he said. I'd like to go to the mat with the rock music playing. Yes. I wouldn't have, Rod. I would go to great lengths to make sure that that doesn't happen. Nikki Haley wants never-ending war. She's a puppet of the establishment in Washington, D.C., uh, she's the new favorite candidate of the billionaire class because they want control. No different than academia and Harvard and using you know, their billions to exercise influence. They want someone they control. Uh, Ron DeSantis has proven that he doesn't have what it takes to be on that stage. He's embarrassed himself that way. She's now the preferred candidate. Uh, no. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I would not want Nikki Fox Haley seems to be like there. Her, All we get Fox from her seems- is never-ending wars. Well, that's another thing. Fox seems to like her. Yeah, I don't know about that, Eric Bowling. I think they uh, – well, that was a bank shot to say Newsmax doesn't. We're more conservative. Uh, they're only liking her now. Look, they need a horse race. They need to have something going on. So they talk about Nikki Haley. All right, let me give you the side. 855-839-1210. Today is National Fruitcake Day. Ew. That should have been before Christmas to give it more What's play. What's worse, fruitcake or horn and hardest? Uh, well, both are it's old ex- food sitting there. Yeah, both are tremendous uh, products that benefit mankind, particularly the fruitcake. Oh. Yeah, the fifty-year-old fruitcake. Gross. Get that down right on the air doing morning drive. Ah, oh, was delicious. Mm. So uh, hit us with a food that sounds blasé or even uh, not something you would even consider, but. Once you did, because of whatever purpose, like Roe was offering me kale soup yesterday. Ew. I like kale as a smoothie. Like, just, like pea soup, but with kale instead? Yes. And it was like, well, what do you mean? We'll open the can right up now. Because right? <sighs> uh, all my Captain Chuckies was gone. Yeah, no. The uh, crab uh, soup. And uh, she's, uh, here's some kale we just happen to have hanging. I wonder why it's hanging around. <laughs> so I would take off octopus. Now, my only taste of octopus... We were doing a wine tasting out in the suburbs near Vidian that I remember. This was like the third round or course of wines, maybe the fourth. And that octopus was very good. So I'm not sure, based on all that wine, whether it was or not. But I'll say octopus. How about yours? Uh, I'll take, uh, well, first off, the one that it disappoints me because I was obsessed with them my entire life. Uh, onions. Uh, a lot of people don't like onions. Uh, I, I love onions. Yeah, me too. And I'd eat them raw. I'd eat them fried. I'd eat them anyway. Uh, 
I'd go out of my way. Like, I, I'd travel throughout the city, Dom, to find the best French onion soup. Yeah. I know you do. It's, 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 it's a little obsessive, my, yeah. my obsession with onions. But I recently found out that with stomach issues now, it's become hard for me to eat onions and digest them. And heartburn and fun afterwards. So and, the onion, you're saying, is much better than people think. Yes. And okay. one more. Blue cheese. Uh, I don't know about really? that. Really? Yeah. You're a ranch guy? I don't use any of those. Oh. I just use olive oil. Yeah. But yeah. Blue cheese, both the dressing and the cheese itself. Uh, I mean, it's mold, if we're completely honest. It's disgusting right. on, on paper, but when you taste it, it's delicious. All right. So we're looking for that food that seems to be something either objectionable or just uh, not something you think of as top of the line. But you've tested it. You're here to say no. Pretty good, like octopus, like Dan's choice, like the fruitcake. So something that's better than you'd expect? Yes, something that's better than you would expect. I get in on that. You can be the winner today. Only four people will be winners this week. And then on Friday, we'll pull out of the hat. $50 gift card to Captain Chucky's. 855-839-1210. You get on board. So uh, Brian Kilmeade coming on. We'll talk his a new book. I forget the exact title, but Booker T. Washington and Teddy Roosevelt hooking up. And this blurting out by Don Trump Jr. on Newsmax last night. Is that an indicator of what Trump is possibly thinking? Meaning, yeah, Nikki Haley. It's a winner. I know I call her bird brain now. I don't know where the bird brain thing comes from. But, you know, and Haley is not. Yeah, Teddy and Booker T. How? Two American icons blazed a path for racial equality. Also going to ask him about the fact we have a bigger survey out now, DailyMail.com. Only one one in five young Americans has a positive view of Osama bin Laden. Three in ten Gen Zers think the views of the 9-11 mastermind were a force for good. Um, Correct quote. What? Yep. Oh, well, you know, it's that thing. We're far, we're far enough away from 9-11 that people think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So that's why guys like uh, O'Reilly's wow. books. I just thought people born in 2001 are now 22 years yes. old. What? Yeah, so they're right in there, and they don't have living memory of it. You would like, need they're they're to the be. ones graduating college. Yeah, like exactly. The ones marching on Penn's campus. Yep. You can't hide. <laughs> Ask her about 9-11. Oh, we didn't hit enough buildings. Dom Giordano Show. You should have played uh, James Brown, uh, Dan, uh, for Brian Kilmeade, ah. the hardest working man in show business. Although Kilmeade doesn't sweat quite as much. Uh, you know, we've never <laughs> done all-time sweaters. I like a good sweater as an entertainer. I know you know where I'm going. Bruce Springsteen, of course, comes oh, to mind. No. But James Brown can out-sweat anybody as a performer. And as somebody that just gets... Yeah, that gets the crowd. Not only that, he's got that uh, his version of Born in the USA that O'Reilly used to play at the top of his radio show all the time. And uh, Brian Kilmeade is a force so many different ways for what's good about America. You know, not hiding the warts, but saying, yo, <laughs> are things like his current book, Teddy and Booker T, how two American icons blazed a path for racial equality. And uh, I was thinking about that because uh, we had a conversation here about third parties. And, of course, uh, how hard it is. Teddy Roosevelt, Bull Moose Party, 
did really well, but still really, I don't think, had any chance against the major parties. So let's go to Brian Kilmeade today on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Brian, welcome in, particularly on a big holiday uh, whole week here. What are you doing today? Did you do radio or are you just doing uh, interviews? No, I'm actually off today. Oh, uh, my But God. I heard, heard you guys, so I said I'll take 15 minutes for my family uh, <laughs> to talk to Dom. This better and be I good. like to add a couple of things. A couple of things. Uh, Tay Roosevelt did get more votes than the Republican Taft. Yes, who true. Was his, as everybody knows, that he he kind of mentored him, and then yep. they quickly they separated. And and number two, so but he did lose to Woodrow Wilson, which definitely shaped the World War One. Uh, and he was about to run again, and he was going to run again. And, and at fifty nine, he was all set, and he made amends with the Republican Party, and then he died. And that's pretty young. I mean, yeah. to have a third, yeah. third Teddy Pub, you know, we're looking at that with uh, Trump now. And as far as the sweatiest people, you cannot forget Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he was exactly a big right. sweater. Uh, yeah, commenter exactly. on YouTube says Joe Cocker as well. Oh, yeah, Joe yeah. Cocker's voice. So, Brian, you uh, are almost uh, done the book tour, I guess, or maybe uh, concluding. What is it that people have, uh, what insight have they taken from the book? Do you get stories of people saying, as I hope, schools or my kids, and I'm going to use it as a Christmas present. I was thinking of those kinds of things and the impact this has because these kids are not actively against America, right? Right. I mean, what they want to hear stories. And like yes. they, what I heard, too, is people might. I never knew that. I know the name Booker T. Washington, didn't know that. I know about Teddy Roosevelt, didn't even know we knew Booker T. Washington. But if you lived then, you knew this, because these guys were together all the time. And they would talk about each other, and they would write forward to each other's books. And, you know, Teddy would go down to Tuskegee. He, would, he gave the commencement and his eulogy and was on the board. And people look at Teddy Roosevelt, they say, let's take a statue down, because he had some blind spots, because he was born mm-hmm. in the end of the Civil in the middle of the Civil War. At the end of the Civil War, he's six. So when you're that, that age, you know, you hear there's difference between blacks and whites. You hear, you know, of different cultures. His mom was a Southerner. So you could, he grew up in that. So just think about some of the things that you look back in when we grew up in the 70s, uh, 60s, 70s, you know, 80s, how different you were if you grew up in that time. And we never used to condemn people. You say, oh, yeah, he grew up in the 90s. You know, he grew up in this. And now all of a sudden we want to vilify. We want to take down statues. We want to cancel people. And they, they want to cancel Teddy Roosevelt. So I said, let me push, push back with facts and, and understand that there's an, even Lincoln. If you look at Lincoln's words, he says, I, everyone should be free. We've got to live up the Constitution. And by the way, whites are uh, smarter than blacks. That's not true. Benjamin Franklin, that's where he grew up. By right. the time he died, he never thought that. So what is wrong with going back in our history and seeing how people evolve? I like to think everybody listening right now has changed a lot. Uh, maybe how they view same-sex marriage or different things in our culture and relationships than maybe when you grew up in school. So it doesn't mean you're a bad person. No, absolutely. I, but I'm more fascinated because I knew a lot about Roosevelt, and I thought I knew a lot about Booker T. Washington. And he's the type of person that exemplifies what you're all about. Uh, but it is even more remarkable than that, not to turn to bitterness, hatred, uh, et cetera, and do what he did, not just his own life, though, but then to found Tuskegee. He is one of the most notable Americans of a uh, hundred year period. And he's no excuses. 
And it reminded me of Jim Brown. I got to know Jim Brown. He's a, he's the person I dedicated the book to. And we used to talk about black, white issues. And he, you know, he would say, Brian, yeah, that's not true. This is true. And I watch people walk up to him all the time and talk about, uh, you know, I did UFCs. I did the first four UFCs. So we would travel together. I was out in California doing all sports radio with him. And uh, one day a week, every Sunday, uh, and we'd go for three hours. And we would never, we'd very rarely, he's a running back freak. He loved looking at guys like Marshall Falk when he was coming up. He would scout for the Browns. But for the most part, he was about life and what's good, why is, why is our prison so full? How do we teach people how to get education into people whose society's forgotten? Not many people think of Jim Brown like that. They might think of him in Dirty Dozen. But he used to tell me about no excuses. I don't care if society's unequal, if there's an issue, overcome mm-hmm. it. And that's a guy that would Syracuse University would travel down south. They'd go, okay, the black players stay in this hotel. The white players stay in this hotel. And Syracuse refused to do that. And in the north, it wasn't like that. So they would just all stay in the black hotel or they would just uh, stay in cars or sleep on the buses. So he used to tell me these stories. Because, but why would I resent white people? Because the people in my town, would he'd find out later, rallied around, put money together and told him he got a full ride to Syracuse. And he didn't. He told the coaches not to say anything. But what they did is that when you see this guy play, you will give him a full wait, ride. Wait a minute. J- Jim Brown didn't get a scholarship to Syracuse? Nope. Oh, my it was God. the town of Manhasset. Okay. It was the town of wow. Manhasset that white people, these horrible white people, yeah. that rallied around, told him he got a full ride. He, they bet on him. And, you know, it was kind of cool because the son of the man who did that wrote me and said, and I know, I, I hope I'm not getting too convoluted, but my dad owned a bar on the block that Jim Brown grew up in. And he said, uh, I want to meet you because my dad knew your dad who knew Jim Brown. And I want to meet you from seeing this book. So it was, oh. it's just kind of a weird way in which we were linked that really spurred this book. How, how does it feel? You know, because I've asked O'Reilly this, and we, he jokes around about it more. Than anybody, but to have done something here, and you're on your way to getting into, you already are, but you're on your way to something that is unusual, something this important, this kind of breakthrough, and you have a great eye for seeing it, then the nuggets of the story, putting it together, the raw material that's out there. I don't know if you stumbled on the first one or not, that concept, but every one of your books has that kind of angle. Even people that know a lot about what you write about find stuff in there. That's quite an accomplishment. Can I chime in real quick just to yes. Mr. Tolmey? Because I, I tried buying a gift for my stepfather, who's right. a historic... Oh, we were talking about it. Yeah, yes. He's a historic yeah. nut. And I, we were going through all your books, Brian, just trying to think of what yes. might be the best for him. I, I ended up buying him uh, this most recent one, Teddy and Booker T. Already read it. Went down your entire list, read every single thing. He's He, he already knows wow. his history, but he knows such in-depth just because of you uh, on these certain topics. So wow. thank you, sir. You, you got a big fan of my stepfather there. Well, you, but you know why I search for that is because I know I can't do better at a biography on FDR or Teddy Roosevelt on Lincoln. I mean, what can I do better? You ever read these books? They're so comprehensive. Oh, yeah. There's always, and, and then you meet the historians. And then when I go and do the TV specials that go along with the book, you really go out there and you feel the story. And, and when I go out to these places, I'm seeing these people. If I did a definitive book on Booker T. Washington, I wouldn't be able to bring something new to it. So I said, what could I do? Could I talk about this relationship and also try to bring people forward? I'm admitting that there's racism. I am telling you about Jim Crow. I am telling you poll taxes. 
I'm telling you it wasn't equal in the in the South and in the North. Well, it, the streets weren't paved for glory for African-Americans. I'm telling you that. Then I'm telling you about people that overcame it and then moved our country forward and forced us to view our country as everyone equal. Forget about the color of your skin. I'm just giving you a slice of it, not through my opinion, but what they work so hard to do for the country. They say, okay, this is bad. Let's make it better. You know, people in a catastrophe, some people blame and they and they say, woe is me. And other people just get sandbags. Well, th- and th- th- let's fix Bri- it. And Brian, you know, to that point, when you see what people faced and overcame, Jim Brown and some of the people you mentioned, ingratitude, it, when I see uh, Omar Tlaib, and some of the mobs that we see in New York City where you are, uh, protesting is one thing. This is way over the top. And it's not just about Israel, even principally. It's about the United States and attacking us. It is. And we just, and I've told you this before, Dom, I said, you know, we used to win. We used to hear about arrogant Americans. Why don't people like America? Because we travel the world like we, you know, like we are the world champions. And we have a swagger and we expect everyone to speak English. I go, okay. That's, but, you know, I'm going to make sure if I get to travel, I'm not going to do that. That's when we were growing up. Now we walk around the world apologizing. Every country says mm-hmm. we're the problem. And we're going, yeah, no kidding. I think so, too. That's what I learned in school. That's why I'm protesting our country. You know, the, you know there's a horrible racial incident. If, there's a, if you find where cops are, uh, act in a wrong fashion, okay, that's the exception. It's not the rule. But we want to make it the rule. We want people to come out. I'll give you an example. Do you know any scenario where if the president of Harvard was white, they'd still have a job? No. Well, I'm in the camp that thinks even with this, the pressure is mounting and she will not. The plagiarism is something not going to be able to get it. But but to your point, this is so extreme and they're still dug in on it. Absolutely the case. Wanted to ask you uh, news of the day. I know you're, you're off today and doing a few other things. But uh, Don Trump Jr. yesterday on the rival Newsmax uh, unprompted says, no, I'm going to put my foot down to stop Nikki Haley. You might be amazed the number of calls we've had already. People love picking the VP. And I'm making the case Nikki Haley is the one person we know for Trump, Ryan, who might uh, assuage these people in the suburbs a bit. Uh, What are you hearing? I mean, Trump would consider her. He considers everything. Well, he was, already, he was already asking people about her, but he knows her. He went down, he flew down yeah. there, and she said to him, listen, I'm going to run for president. Hope we can still be friends through this. Uh, let me the best person win. He said, you know, go ahead. I never thought maybe he didn't view her. He probably he, – I know he respects her. Remember, he got the Oval Office exit. And I know that they were able to have a direct line to each other. And for him to go – for her to go down there and confront him, uh, I think he respects that. But I don't think he expected this type of run. I think it's a legitimate run at him. Number one. But number two is what Donald Trump Jr. is doing is echoing this new sentiment in the Republican Party that has nothing about winning elections, is all about standing for something that may or may not, I hope is not our future. And that is no longer being the leader of the free world, no longer defending our allies, doing the best we can to get out of our alliances, and just saying that everybody like uh, we should not really be defending Israel. You heard Vivek Ramaswamy. Give them some money and tell them the best of luck. And you've heard them say about Ukraine, well, we don't like Zelensky because he was an actor and short. I mean, the way they put him down is so But let, let me ask you, do you get heat for that? that because uh, this is a yeah. popular talk, and you do talk radio, so you probably hear that from your listeners too. 
that we've done enough for Ukraine, essentially. Now, the more extreme that you're talking about, too. But do you get heat for that? I can't imagine what else you get yeah. heat for on, on Fox and Friends. But that's one area where uh, our listeners say, I love Brian Kill Me, but I differ with him on it. Right. I mean, you could differ with me, and I appreciate that approach. Uh, but in this case, this is the way you do it. I mean, you stand up for your allies. If they're an imperfect democracy, join the club. Uh, there are always, there's a lot of imperfect democracies out there. They are fighting for their freedom. They absolutely are a stopgap for the Western Eastern Europe. All they want is ammunition and weapons, and they will kick the Russians' ass. Do you know 90% of the Russian original invasion army is dead or off the battlefield? Do you know that they just they blew their navy out of the water in Crimea? They just shot down five planes. If Joe Biden was, uh, uh, was not slow-walking the equipment, they eventually gave him. First he says no, and then they mm. wait for people to die. Then they give it to him, and then they use it. Then they repurpose it using Patriot missiles now to shoot down their planes. You know, people should understand this. They are going to reassert. He said it over and over again. We are going to reassert ourselves and try to reclaim what was the Soviet Union. And if you talk to Lithuania, Estonia, if you talk to Latvia, if you even talk to people in Finland, they know it. They know they're going to try to to reestablish that little by little. They're not going to just go invade in all of them like Georgia. They're going to flip people, pay them off, going to infiltrate elections. And at times take a province, take two provinces. And 20 years from now, we're going to have a behemoth who eats up the natural resources of the former Soviet Union and only has, the, has uh, a, a rematch on their minds for the Cold War. The reason we won the Cold War is we, would, we were a blocking sled every time they tried to expand. They made it as painful as possible, and they have a horrible, they have a horrible model called communism. Nobody wants it. So when we, they, the only reason they force to get people get it is because they force it on them. That's what China's trying to do. And if you, you let Ukraine go, you no longer have a card to say that, that, uh, that Joe Biden gave away Afghanistan. Because that's exactly what you did with Ukraine. And the Josh Hollies of the world couldn't be more detrimental to our future. All right, uh, Brian, thank you so much, particularly on the day. Don't want to take away from the family, but the book intrigues us so much. Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. Available all over the place. Is there any other particular place they should go? You just go to my website, uh, BrianKillMe.com, if you want to personalize. Because I go to my Barnes & Noble once a week, and I'll personalize all of them. If that's something that somebody like your, uh, uh, like your um, any relative yeah. that wants okay. yeah, for Christmas. Brian, but thank thanks, you. Happy, happy New Year. Congratulations on all your success of the show. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. Back Take care. Back in. All right, Brian Kilmeade right. here. I thought he might be off here today, Dan. On uh, Talk Radio 1210. Look, we differ on the Ukraine thing. All right. You heard his piece there. You didn't call in and tell us the fault in that. Uh, but almost everything. You heard what he said, too, about Trump and Nikki Haley. I think Nikki Haley is under consideration. And I commend Trump for that. Uh, I just would want him to get Dan laser focus. Now, look, I have a stake in this. The whole station. We want Pennsylvania this coming year, to be the center of the universe. Iowa's not the center of the universe. I resent that. I've been there during that. These people have too much to say for a podunk state. Why Sorry Iowa? Why is that? I'm, I'd have to go back and see how it started. Because yeah. it is, it makes no sense. It is extremely white. 
It is not heavy industry. You go into Des Moines and it's like going to Norristown. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's not. I'll think of a better example. But maybe Pittsburgh. No, right, it's not Redding, even Pittsburgh. Redding. Yeah. It's like a Redding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at here. We got a, a building. Three we have three, three high, high rises. And these people walk around. Well, I've heard Mitt Romney about five times. I don't know if that's enough. Like, you know, it's just ridiculous. So is New Hampshire. Yeah. I know the mythology, the snows, and they're independent and all that. It ought to be in states like Michigan, Pennsylvania. And instead, we're too lazy, and come April, it'll be decided already, pretty much. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. You got the side question. Hit us with something. Oh, I see. Let me plus Just for this accuracy, one sake, I looked it up. Population in Des Moines, 208-734. Population in Redding, 94-844. So yeah, it's not double the size. But yeah, look so, yeah. at Redding. It's not a yeah, nasty exactly. city by any means. Oh, we're going to Redding. All right. Uh, I saw Seinfeld in Redding. It's on my mind because Luke got us uh, Seinfeld tickets for um, the Borgata in oh, yeah? March. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I you're, mean, you're just telling me that Luke's yeah. one of the best all-time gift givers. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I, I, beat him. I, I beat him this time though. That thing with Roe and we talked about yesterday and all. Oh, oh it was it's great. A place of yeah. honor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Does Roe like Seinfeld as much as you? No, oh. she she hates stuff like that. So she are you going with camping. Luke or are you going with Roe? Oh, we're going with Roe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing she did like in your suggestion, I may have overtouted Macy as a professional bartender of sorts. Oh yeah. To sell it is the giant. I got the giant, uh, this size, pina colada from Daly's. Oh, you got the Daly's mixer? Yes. Yeah. We're going to try it tonight. And I'm uh, just working on chopping up the ice correctly and all that. I don't know about. if you need to. It really depends on the blender, though, I think. Okay. But I, I think all blenders are prepared to crush ice. But uh, you know I what? Mean, call us if you had a, yeah, a bad, put, bad yeah, experience. Yeah, I'd love to know. I'm not taking any chances. I'm getting a mallet and smashing that ice down. <laughs> to a little. Why take a chance? All right, let me go to John, though, because I don't think John can convince me on this. Fruitcake Day, a food that doesn't seem like you'd like it, but it is good. I've only vaguely had it once, and Dan, I didn't know. I would never eat it again. It's really? Just, well, is it just because of the thought, or is it because of the taste? Because it yeah, tastes fantastic. The, the thought. You'd have to douse me. The consistency gets a lot of people, I never too. drank vodka until that first time at Dom Giordano Day two years ago at Mulligan's. And had it. Now, Johnny put in like six different concoctions. How'd you so. go without having vodka? Uh, yeah, well, how did you uh, not see the Godfather film? I mean, I, you know, some Touché. things like that. Touche. Yes, yeah. Wow. Those, things those in quick. life that you can't. I'm working on my way through every <laughs> wine out there. Uh, John and Alany. John, what's that food for you? Hey, good day, guys. How you doing, Dom? Good, how you doing, John? Dan? Hi. The, the, food, the food that I'm speaking of and that you refer to and that you can't tolerate, but is, is much an acquired taste, quite like how you grow from uh, your, your, your dislike of coffee to liking it. it. It is the food caviar. Oh, that was a nice analogy like you made cell. there from your taste of It is, huh? So the fish yeah, very much very much so uh, Dom it's it's something and 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 it really puts people off because of the price point is just astronomical pertaining oh my to God. how much in, you in, can... in Bidenomics now how much is it Oh my I'm telling you you're talking about the uh, uh, the the high end you're looking at like over $150 an ounce all right. oh, or my... high end caviar So, so you so... have to you have to sell cocaine in order to buy caviar 
Or you have to work at a hotel and eat it by the spoonful. <laughs> All right, so tell me, help me out here, then, John. When I go to like a cheap sushi place, sometimes yeah. they put the 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 you know pink caviar looking stuff or the black. Oh, that, that's not actually caviar, is it? What are they putting on there? Do you have any idea? No, yeah, it is. It's a caviar. It's a fish egg. It's flying fish roe. It's a particular type of fish that they farm, and they actually color it. But it, it it's it's a it's a fish roe. It's quite like uh, uh, farmed salmon roe, the salmon, the big, large salmon eggs that you find, too. Um, they're actually a better buy. Like if you were to buy something that want to just accentuate a flavor that is salty and fishy, it's, a, it's, a, it's simple. It, it's affordable. It's salmon fish roe. It's a big orange egg. So why would I pay 150? Br- why would I pay 150 an ounce if I can get like? What's the difference when you're moving? No, up? you're not going to pay nowhere near that. There's a tier scale. You're going to go up from uh, flying fish roe. You're going to go to paddlefish. You're going to go to salmon roe, and then you're going to go into sturgeon. Oh sturgeon, man! Yeah, you're going to hit things like uh, beluga, etc., uh, sevruga. And they're the real high-end uh, uh, varieties of caviar. But the flavor is phenomenal. And as a kid working on Rittenhouse Square back in the 90s, I worked for Jim Coleman at the Rittenhouse Hotel, and they had no lock and key on any of their stuff. And I was 20 years old. I'm not going to lie. Don't get me lying. Wait a minute. I'm checking statute of limitations. Thank you very much, John. That was a hell of a call. Ah. Uh. Just the fish eggs part. Just the just the fish eggs part. That is a great example. That's exactly what so we're I looked looking it up for. trying to sell to you the taste of it as like something positive, but yeah. Google, it's like it will always have a mild fishiness and slight saltiness, but the taste of caviar is more like ocean water. I don't oh, know God, if that's appealing yeah. by any means. Yeah. 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. Uh, you heard Brian kill me, we'll get reaction to that. What do you think is happening with Nikki Haley? That she could be in the final three. I think that's the case. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.